Hey everyone, I'm Brandon Knight and this is My Seminary Life, the show where I recap the things I'm studying in grad school right now. Let's get started. Okay, so the title is a little clickbaity, but you know what? You're here and you're listening to it now, so it worked, right? Welcome to the mid-season relaunch of My Seminary Life. For those of you who are new to the show, checking us out for the first time, well, welcome. You jumped in at a good point because how my education is structured is that the f- the whole semester is broken up into two quarters, two eight-week quarters. So I have one class for eight weeks, then I get a weekend to t- catch my breath, and then we start another class for the next eight weeks. And that's where we're at right now. We finished up Systematic Theology 1, so long, see you later, gotta be in the class, thanks for asking. Um, and now we're going to be starting discipleship methods running from now until sometime in December, the next eight weeks or so. I believe there is a Thanksgiving break, which is kind of weird to think about from an online school perspective. It's not like I'm going anywhere, but um, it is Thanksgiving. I do not want to be doing homework. So we may have one week in November uh, with nothing with no new episode. Uh, But besides that, we're going to be moving right along, talking about discipleship this quarter. This is a very unique class. Seriously, I've talked to other people who have gone through seminary. I think I've mentioned before, I have this really weird, nerdy hobby of like going and browsing different seminaries of like the programs they offer and the classes they offer. And a class just on understanding, rediscovering, redefining, deconstructing discipleship is pretty unique. It it seems like most people I've talked to find it interesting that a whole class is being devoted to this rather than it being a conversation for probably just a general church ministry class or something like that. Yeah, but no, that's what we're going to be doing these next several weeks is... redefining discipleship. I think at some point, the class is called Discipleship Method, so I think at some point we're going to get into more nitty-gritty, gotta do this, gotta do, or maybe not gotta do this, gotta do that, but like, here's things to do, here's things not to do in a discipleship setting. I do know at one point I have to interview the pastor of this ministry at my church. So I'm sure that will be a whole episode. I imagine that's going to be an episode at some point. It's just me talking about this conversation I had with our pastor. Uh, Also, there is a book review. We haven't done a, we haven't done a book review in a while. And if you've been around the show for a while, you know that book reviews don't normally end well. I usually walk away saying, I don't really like this book. But Um, The books we are reading right now, I am really enjoying. This week, we really were digging into The Complete Book of Discipleship by Bill Hull and Rediscovering Discipleship by Robbie Gallaty. I I think that's how you say his last name, Gallaty. Um, Those are our two main texts. There are four total books. And what's really cool and really unique about these books, and totally makes sense for what we're trying to do here this week especially, is that... They are trying to help us understand that we have a Western understanding of discipleship. 
because you know we we live in the West. We're we're Americans. Well, I'm an American. I don't know where you're listening to this show from, but I'm an American, so I think like an American, um, and that is has definitely played out very clearly in how churches use and often sometimes abuse discipleship in their church programming. However, we're the the roots of our religion isn't Western. We are all, as the guys pointed out in their books, we are all following a Jewish man from the Middle East several thousand years ago who was identified as a rabbi and carried himself a lot of times as a rabbi. And so we need to drop the Western mentality and move more towards a and Eastern mentality of discipleship as we move forward. And that's where the whole, I, I titled this episode, Deconstructing Discipleship, because the whole, the deconstructing movement has been going on for, what, like 10 years maybe at least. But the wanting, the heart desire to question and to get back to, okay, but what does the Bible really say about this? That has been going on in Christianity for centuries. Like, if anything, Martin Luther was a deconstructionist because he was trying to get back to the, you know, what does the Bible actually say about justification and these other issues that were going on in the Catholic Church at the time. Like, I, I've talked to, Claire and I have talked about this round and round before, that at, there is a level of healthy questioning within the deconstructing movement. And that's really what's going on here, at least in this first week of this class, is we're really questioning, like, okay, but what what is discipleship? And are we even doing this, like, not right, but are we even doing this in a biblical way? Are we doing it the way that Jesus would want us to? And I believe it was Bill Hull uh, summarized several ways that discipleship is not. And that's always one of the best places to start when you're writing a definition, is what is it not? What are th- What is it and what is it not? I think in the very first episode when we started our study on spiritual formation, that was, that was kind of the point of that first episode, was trying to understand what is sanctification, what is spiritual formation, what is it not? Let's start there. So what is discipleship not? Discipleship is not a program. A lot of times this just gets lumped into a program that churches offer that you can be a part of. Small groups, life groups, doing life together groups, small doing life together groups, you know, whatever they're called. They all have these cute names and they're all the same thing. Um, These like home Bible studies of people getting together to minister to one another, minister to their community, grow in their faith. Okay, it's a program that is offered. That is not discipleship. Discipleship is not a, an assembly line, is what he writes in the book, meaning that there's a lot of churches who have this mentality that if one person disciples one person, that person disciples two, and then four, and blah, 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 in, in several years, we'll have the whole world evangelized. Like, that's kind of the mentality that a lot of churches carry, is that this is a uh, one plus one plus one, and it keeps building and building, and it's a big evangelistic tool to win the entire world for Christ. That's not discipleship. 
One of my favorites was this section where he talks about how discipleship is not for beginners, it is not for leaders, and it's not for the highly literate, highly educational peoples. And I thought that was really funny because that shows just how, like, topsy-turvy we have of a mentality on discipleship that some people really think that it's just for people who have just gotten saved and are growing in their faith and they need shepherding or that it's really just for leaders because they need the accountability. They need the refinement and the refreshment, um, spiritually speaking. So they need the discipleship. And it's not just for like the scholarly types who enjoy reading Luther and Calvin and, you know, C.S. Lewis. Like it's totally for those people because, you know, they, they love to study. They love to read. Well, it's not really just for them either. And finally, the last one was discipleship is not, oh man, I'm blanking on this last one now. Discipleship is not, it was something related to that first one of programming. Like, it's not just part of the numbers game, you know, like, it's not just part of, like, building numbers, getting more people involved. Uh, It was very similar to those first two. What's interesting about all of these answers that people often give for discipleship is that in of themselves, they are not discipleship. However, they are all part of being a disciple. They're all part of discipleship. Like your church should be offering some type of like small groups, life groups thing. It makes sense that if people are discipling other people that soon more people will come to know Christ and there will be more disciples like that. That makes sense. It's a logical conclusion. It is for beginners. It's for leaders. It's for the highly structured. Oh, that's what it is. Highly structured. I remembered now. Uh, It's not for the highly literate. It is for the highly literate. It's, it's for all people. And that last one was structure. It's not just a highly structured environment. Like, I guess some people operate their small groups or whatever with, like, a very rigorous this, 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 this type of thing. Like, you know, we're going to do all these things and that's it type of thing. Um, And, like, structure never really hurt anybody. Structure is a good thing. Um, So they're all, like, they're all a part of discipleship. But in of themselves, they're, they're not discipleship. Those things picked apart are not discipleship. Disciple being a disciple, I believe it was Hull again, defined it as a learner under a master. A learner under a master. And he uses this he told this story actually this may have been Galaty. Told this story of like a well-known potter who wanted to like hone their craft even more. So they went to go learn under a famous Japanese potter. And for the like bulk of the teaching and training and doing life together was like chores. The person had to clean dishes and work in the field and do these other like just like normal everyday life tasks. It's biblical discipleship looks more like Daniel and Mr. Miyagi in the karate kid than it does programming. And books and all these other things. It I don't I'm not a fan of the whole doing life together 
phrase and really we've even turned that into like a program in of itself because that's just the way that we operate in the west everything has to be facts and statistics and a program like i've got a calendar here that i cross off every day with all of my little uh content creating projects i have to do each day like we we think in terms of like projects and checklists checklists and things to do and facts but that's not that's not discipleship. That's actually when you really start to think about it, like that's not really an enjoyable life either of just like checking the box, getting things done day in and day out. Like discipleship, being a disciple is putting yourself under the instruction of a master. Like this is I totally get this from my martial art background of like Yeah, I learned a lot of techniques from my instructors, from my masters, like literally what I called these people. But, like, you also learn character and wisdom and other, like, life skills and, like, even how to interact with other people, like a model of how to interact with other people on just, like, a normal day-to-day life. Like, that is what it looks like to be a disciple under a master you're not just learning the facts learning the techniques you're you're learning life you're learning how to be like that person there's another issue within christianity that we misunderstand what a disciple is because we start to think that like a disciple or discipleship is one thing and being a christian is another again this probably goes back to like the whole programming mentality that life groups discipleship groups is like a thing that you can join but everyone is a christian it it doesn't matter what you call yourself a christian born again a believer a follower follower of the way a disciple of jesus that they all mean the same thing they they're all they all mean that you have put yourself You have put your faith in Jesus and you are devoting your life now to glorifying him and to be learning from under him. Jesus is our master. I know that term is like a really, uh, that word master is like a really uncomfortable term. I understand that. But it might be easier for me because again of my martial art background of like, I have positive views of the word master because my martial art masters were very kind, very generous individuals who loved students, who loved teaching, who loved helping, who res- who showed respect. Like they were very like people that you can like admire. I'm like looking at the picture of one of them here in my office as I'm talking about Master Kiesling. Like, I'm... Yeah, anyway, this is... It's a mentality that needs to be broken down. That being a disciple is putting ourselves under the instruction of the Master, Jesus. Jesus was... This is more in the Galatee book. He's dealing a lot with Jewish understanding. I'm finding this all very fascinating. And it, again, goes back to this 
this thought I've had time and time again of like, we really need to better understand Judaism, not just study the Old Testament, but we need to better understand Judaism. I think we're losing a lot in like the context department because we don't like study Jewish thinking and teachings and anyway. So in the, at the time of Jesus, like rabbis would wait for students to come to him. But Jesus did things a little flip-sided, and he called out his disciples. Eventually, people started following on their own because of the miracles and the teachings, but he called out Peter, James, John, and the 12 disciples to be his initial core group of disciples, and he is still calling us out from darkness into light today. So we are all called to be disciples under Jesus, which means that, and I was thinking about this, this really didn't come up in the books at all, but this means that in discipleship group settings, like, yes, there is usually someone or some people who are, like, in charge of the group, or you have, like, you know, whatever, someone who teaches, like, we have a small group, and I'm the one who teaches, so you could say that I'm, like, the, the the head discipler in this group. But like to some degree, when a bunch of disciples get together, we're just bouncing back and forth off of each other. We all have our personal relationship with the master, Jesus. And so we are trying to follow him and his guidance and his teachings while also ping-ponging off of each other in helping each other grow in that same relationship. It's it's boggling. It's mind-boggling a little bit. Like, especially going back to, like, when I was in college, like, discipleship in college was a badge. Like, that was something that you did to, like, get status. Like, there were guys on campus, and really, I was kind of one of them, too. But there were guys on campus who, like they would be discipling their entire dorm. Like, uh, they would... I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> I could think... I got, like, two guys on my mind, especially. Like, that was their reputation. It was, like, they were discipling people all the time and trying to help them grow in their faith. And, like, I had people approach me or I approached people to, like, disciple them. I never I never approached anybody to disciple me, which I think is the big irony in all of this. Neither did those guys. I don't think those guys either who were doing the discipling. I'm getting tired of saying the word disciple, so maybe it's time to start wrapping this episode up. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was it, it wasn't a thing that we wanted to do to help each other grow in our minute in our walks with Jesus, but it was it was like a thing to do to show that like, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian because I'm, I'm discipling somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm a good, I'm a good Christian because I'm doing this thing. Whereas it's, it is a status mark. Being a disciple is a status mark. I am beneath Jesus and I want Jesus to instruct me in how to live this life. And a lot of this kind of goes back to what we talked about in spiritual formation of the importance of the word of God and sitting in quiet time in prayer and just experiencing God in any area that we can. That is being a disciple. 
because it's not limited to just Jesus telling us, do this, do that. It's him doing life and living life with us, showing us the way. And he is the way. He is our master. So let's follow him. I'm really excited for where the rest of this class is going. Like I said, at some point I'm assuming there's going to be some type of talk of like how to do discipleship or methods for doing it. But just starting at this rock bottom of like, we totally get this discipleship thing wrong all the time. And getting back to the basics of, I am under Jesus, and we're all under Jesus, and we're all going to be working together to better follow Jesus. And that makes me excited, and that makes me happy. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, then please take a moment to rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now, or head on over to the My Seminary Life Facebook page where you can write a recommendation on there as well. You can also follow us on Instagram at My Seminary Life Pod for other fun updates throughout the week. And more than the recommendation, I would really appreciate it if you told someone you knew about the show. Word of mouth is the best way to advertise for this show. And finally, you can follow me, Brandon Knight, on Instagram and TikTok at just.brandon.k for other fun, faith-based content. So that's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Brandon Knight. Keep on studying.